Yes, it is the one and only, except no substitutes, Patrick Johnson show here on 94.3 The Game, our special Friday time throughout the football season as uh, we are uh, TGIF. We made it. The football Friday playoff football Friday edition of the show that gets you to a great weekend here, weather-wise, an ENC edition of the Patrick Johnson show. The feel good as we are uh, on the eve of uh, the Pirate football game tomorrow against the Tulane Green Wave, who come in ranked number 21. They are 24th in the CFP poll that was out this week. And right now, uh, if the that held, they'd be the one representing the so-called G5 out of the American in the New Year's Day Bowl. So uh, Pirates could play a little bit of spoiler tomorrow. You can imagine Air Force will be rooting for him for sure this uh, weekend. All right, uh, We'll get to some comments from Coach Houston and a pirate report coming up, so stand by for that. I uh, want to start with a little preview of the uh, playoffs tonight. Four and six rows traveling to White Oak. We'll have that game for you coming up here in just a little bit as the uh, Rampits will uh, play the first round away from Greenville against the White Oak Vikings. Rose at four and six coming in. Uh, had got... Good win to start the season, hit some tough losses in the non-con and started off on a little bit of a struggle, but uh, had, a, had a nice run of teams they should have beaten and they handled. And then uh, some tough losses, a close one to Newburn, and then the uh, loss last week to Havelock to wrap up the regular season. So uh, Rampants have talent undoubtedly. It's just can they put it together. White Oak has uh, probably played uh, not quite uh, as competitive a schedule. White Oak, of course, plays Jacksonville. That's a rivalry game there in Onslow County, a long one. And uh, they lost to the Cardinals this year, who are quite good, and uh, beat Northside Jacksonville, White Oak did. So that's the common opponents uh, that Rose has faced. And and Rose had the same results, lost to Jacksonville, but beat uh, Northside Jacksonville uh, down there uh, earlier this season in the regular year. So that is uh, that is the playoff matchup tonight. That's here on 94-3, the game. A little later, we'll kind of run through the other Pitt County games and we'll run through some of the other uh, matchups of interest in the region. Right now, uh, before we go to our Pirate Report, a reminder, we'll be on the air. 12.30 tomorrow from our Fort Game Day 2.2 location. It's our Pirate Game Day countdown, fueled by Bush Light. I'll be joined by Terrence Copper and Joe Sampson, Rini Angolia from ESPN, who will be on the call on ESPNU tomorrow will be by. We'll also talk to interim voice of the Pirates in football this year, Jim Zoki from the Carolina Panthers. So it'll be a fun day tomorrow. Great weather. Hope you will uh, make your plans to come out to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium because weather-wise it's going to be great. And, of course, we're looking forward to Monday when uh, we'll be having Cy Seymour on. We'll talk to ECU Athletics about some of the things planned for basketball and the ticket situation for the year. Ticket sales have been quite good for uh, – the regular season and the season tickets from what I understand. And uh, we'll also have Jay Sunholder with us. Sonny will be uh, working the uh, Carolina Campbell game this weekend as uh, the analyst. All right, so let's uh, grab a – well, let's do our pirate report, shall we, Uh, right now? And we'll hear from Coach Houston on today's pirate report. Coach Houston leading off uh, the Wednesday uh, presser before the coordinator spoke, and uh, he talked about the importance of execution in every aspect of the game this week. Yeah, all three phases have to work together, 
And, uh, you know, it's kind of like last week, uh, you know, we just didn't, you know, the the sides weren't really in sync last week. You know, we played really well uh, offensively in the first quarter, didn't play that great defensively in the first quarter, and kind of the, the the opposite there in the uh, second and third. So, um, you know, complimentary football means that, uh, you know, we're executing real well in all three phases, and certainly to, to knock off, you know, a, a very solid Tulane team, that's certainly a, a piece that's needed. Coach Houston says the players are excited about this game at home on Saturday. Yeah, very excited. I mean, it's, um, you know, trying to build on last week's performance on the road. Um, you know, playing in Daddy Ficklin Stadium, something's very important to us, and we'd, we'd really like to, you know, build on that performance and play really well this Saturday. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're excited about this game. Pirate report today, Mike Houston with the scouting report on Tulane's excellent quarterback, Michael Pratt. Well, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I mean, he's he's a four-year starter. And uh, you could tell even when he was a freshman, he's a pretty headsy player. Uh, but, you know, he, he he's just very calm and composed in the pocket. Um, he does a good job running the team. Uh, you know, he, he's a threat running the ball versus on quarterback design runs and scrambling. Uh, and then he just throws the ball so well down the field. I mean, his accuracy on balls down the field is as good as anybody in the league. And Mike Houston with a scout on the Green Wave defense. People have struggled to run the football against them this year. Um, you know, they're a little bit different this year than they were a year ago because you're seeing a little bit more man coverage from them. You know, those two corners, I think, give them the ability to, to play a little bit more man. But, uh, you know, we're going to have to be, uh, we're going to be very good both throwing the ball and running the ball to move it on Saturday. We've talked about Alex Flynn and his play last week, also running the football. Coach Houston on that wrinkle against UTSA. I think Alex is, is especially last week, has, has really done a good job of, you know, when it's when it's time to run and when it's not. Um, you know, I think that uh, I said this on, uh, on, on Tuesday. Um, the difference is, you know, when it's, when it's trying to get a first down, you know, you don't really worry about it a whole lot. You know, I, th I think when it's uh, when it's a little bit different situation, you'd like to see him take care of himself. But uh, I just, I'm, I'm pleased with what he's been able to do with that. You know, it's probably not what we expected. That will do it for today's Pirate Report here on 94.3 The Game. The Patrick Johnson Show it is the Get You to the Weekend Football Friday edition, the playoff edition with the high school football playoffs beginning tonight. And we're going to explore those in some detail Coming up with uh, the one and only, the legendary Hall of Famer, Ronald Vincent. He'll be on the call alongside Croft Massey and Scott Rogers tonight of Rose at White Oak in the first round of the playoffs here on 94.3 The Game. Uh, check us out. Download the IBX Media app. If you have not, you can take us anywhere you go. All of our great stations, all of our great programs live or archived in podcast form. The IBX Media app. Free for download at Google Play or the Apple Store. No pre-roll ads when you click on the station of your choice. 107.9 WNCT, our talk properties, 96.3 and 103.7. Even oldies, 94.1 and 102.7. And, of course, 94.3, the game. You can uh, listen to our Pirate Game Day countdown on that app tomorrow as we'll be on the air at 12.30 from outside Town Bank Tower. Pirates are 1-7 looking for their first win in the American this year for Tulane 7-1. Their only loss, Michael Pratt did not play to Ole Miss, who's a top-10 team. And uh, they are undefeated in the uh, league standings right now. Three-way tie for the top with UT UTSA and SMU for the Tulane Green Wave. 
It is Military Appreciation Day, so there'll be a lot of pageantry there. Pirates own a 12-5 and record all-time against the Green Wave. It's the second-ranked opponent that ECU will play this year. Of course, opened the season at number two, Michigan. East Carolina has won the last two in Greenville. The Green Wave have captured four of the last five, but the Pirates won the last time in Greenville 52-29 to on October 2nd of 21. Tulane beat ECU 38-21 the year before during that ill-fated COVID season. Series dates back to the early 90s when ECU won at home 38-28 over the Green Wave. And, of course, last season at Yulman Stadium, Tulane really limited the Pirate offense and won 24-9. Tulane defense is really good. And uh, they have uh, even made some adjustments to how they do things defensively this year. So we'll see how it all shakes out tomorrow. I know it's going to be a tough one for the Pirates, but uh, should be a great day and hope a big crowd will be in Greenville tomorrow with uh, the great weather and kind of one of the last uh, full-throated uh, home games of the year. In fact, the last one because uh, that Saturday after Thanksgiving, certainly the students won't be there. So you know the students will be showing out in the boneyard, showing up and showing out in the boneyard tomorrow. All right, let's uh, take a break. When we come back, we're going to get you ready for tonight's playoff game for Rose football as they take on White Oak. The legendary Ronald Vincent joins us right after this. As we told you, Rose football plays tonight here on 94-3 The Game. And coming up uh, at the top of the hour, we're going to send it, uh, well, we'll send it out before the top of the hour, but at the top of the hour, White Oak High School will be uh, the host venue tonight for uh, playoff football in the first round of the 3A East bracket. It is the Rose Rampants and the playoffs again taking on the White Oak Vikings. RV, the legendary Ronald Vincent joins us. He'll be uh, on the call. Thank you, RV, for taking a few minutes with us uh, here before the game tonight. Well, thank you, Patrick. I hope you're doing well. I haven't seen you in a while. I hope things are going good for you. Yeah, we're doing great. I've seen too much Randy Phillips uh, this fall, but uh, (laughs) no, it's always great to see Randy. He's a piece of work. Um, Got some answers for you. Yeah, oh well, yeah. yeah. And even if you don't ask the questions, he's still got answers for you. So. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, great to have RV on with us here. Um, how are you, RV? Like you said, we haven't really uh, caught up here in a, in a little bit. So how's everything going with you? Doing good. You know, we had to fall baseball workouts, and we did. Uh, you know, that's over now in a dead period. And, uh, it, it's been a good fall. You know, the weather's been really good for this fall, and then uh, you know, our guys, the guys that put a lot of time in it really really improved and uh so now we're just waiting for the spring season to start and get things rolling again but pretty basically i'm doing pretty good pretty good you talked so, about fall baseball before we get into football let me ask you this what uh what are the big things that you guys work on typically in your program during the fall uh, during, during the fall now we, we do a lot of individual work we don't do much team defense and stuff like that we do some you know just to have just to let them know what we're doing, but we do most of that. But we do, uh, during fall, we do uh, basically a lot of individual drills, a lot of individual stuff. And uh, uh, and then we'll have inter-squad scrimmages a lot with, with the coach pitching that puts so many situations and so many, you know, anybody can do drills, but when the guy starts running the first base, you know, the shortstop and second base, you know, they, they have to get used to throwing them out. So we do a, a lot of that. And it's just a... Uh, uh, it's it's good, you know. It's it's a good thing. When we come back in the winter, yeah, when we come back in the winter, we'll we'll do a lot more hitting and individual work on hitting, and then we'll start as it gets close to start moving into more team 
activities and, and trying to get your pictures ready for yeah. uh, March and April. That's, that's, that's how it's so important to get your pictures ready for March and April. And uh, then hopefully peaking at the right time, but you never know that. You never know how to do it. So. <laughs> well, hey, when, yeah. the, when they talk, RV, about uh, year-round baseball, where is that right now for, for kids? I mean, we're about to enter kind of the winter months here. Um, are, are there kids that are out? I'm not saying necessarily in your program, or I'm just saying on the whole. Are there kids that are out there playing actively uh, right now? Too many of them. Too many of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's many. a yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, just too, it's, yeah, it's, you know, when, when we finished up uh, a week or so ago, you know, I, I made a big deal out of it. Let's don't be throwing it much in November. Let's let your body recuperate, do something else, play. You know, and I, I really like for our guys to play football, soccer, or, or basketball. You know, I really like them to do two sports. But, uh, yeah, and then, then, you know, these guys, there's, there's probably 12 or 13 World Series going on somewhere. <laughs> this weekend and going. Uh, it's, uh, I didn't know there was, uh, I didn't know there were that many worlds. <laughs> but I was just talking about them. In this area, <laughs> I'm not talking about to have World Series for this team, that team, and, uh, and you, you just uh, you don't have to win to get to the World Series. All you have to do is show up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, travel ball has its place, and it does it does good for you know a lot of people. But you you know you have to be careful. You don't don't overdo it, and uh, and uh, so is. So many people do, especially with young kids. And they're healthy now. They're healthy. They would get to be about 15 or 16. And the body, the body starts to break down and from playing too many games. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, there's other things. But, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of it still going on. And uh, I can uh, see that, you know, in November, and you're playing at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning, you know, so <laughs> – Somewhere in the, around here, and oh God, it can't be any fun for anybody. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so the legendary Ronald Vincent RV hitting the uh, hitting the uh, phone with us here. He'll be uh, at the White Oak game tonight, calling it uh, for ninety four three. The game as Rose uh, takes on White Oak uh, tonight. Uh, Rampits, and, and I'm going to lump Newburn in on this. But uh, I think it's uh, um, seven teams that are kind of playoff teams or, uh, you know, what I would say winning record. I think six of them have the winning record. But, I mean, let's face it, New Bern, before all of their troubles have, right. and they have a winning conference yeah. record. And, and that's So, I mean, you look at all of that. The Rampants played a heck of a schedule this year. Now they went four and six against you. Got to win games, but it, but Rose is, in a sense, kind of beating the teams maybe they right uh, needed to beat or expected to beat. I mean, that's I think the New Hanover wins a pretty good win. Uh, gave Newburn a heck of a game. So and I mean, played Jacksonville tough. So it, it's there's I mean the record could be. In other words, I think this could be a flipped deal tonight. And Rose could be hosting White Oak at home very easily. Yeah, and, and you know we we have played uh, uh, Northeastern is undefeated, Newburn is undefeated on the field, Havelock is undefeated because of the forfeit. Jacksonville's lost one game, uh, Hoggard has lost one game, and uh, and Jacksonville lost to 
you had, I mean, to have like, so, yeah, yeah, it really, in Northern Nash has lost one game. Uh, it, it's really been a tough uh, schedule. You know, we have played some good, well-coached team. Newburn, Newburn uh, was really, you know, they're kind of surprised how well Newburn did because, you know, they didn't have much, they didn't have a coach until July. And, right. And they've done, a, they've done a remarkable job. They've got some really, really good players, as does, Golly, all of those teams have good players. All of them have really good teams. Yeah, I want, I want to ask you a little bit about that Craven County situation. Well, we'll do, you brought it up, so we'll do it now. I mean, obviously, it all kind of started. That, Craven County, we don't mean this in any disrespect, has always been unique. And so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. always been a unique place. And so we – we have the deal with Caleb King, who, of course, coached at Rose, the coordinator, offensive coordinator, went back home. Makes total sense. We all understand it. Uh, named the head coach. School board didn't like it. And we thought, okay, well, there's the big controversy this year out of Craven County. And then the stuff with Newbird, which, you know, had been murmured about, was, you know, kind of uh, – Saw, I mean, kind of an unprecedented deal to have, you know, the the, the championship yeah. forfeited and um, just kind of a different, crazy situation down there, I guess you could say, RV. Yeah, it really is. You know, the, the uh, grade changing and, and uh, the attendance changing and all that that's going on that went on in uh, high school and, and you know, uh, and, and, uh, then uh, what did, uh, did the school board not want Caleb King to be the head coach at Havelock uh, for whatever reason? Nobody really knows. And, uh, <laughs> and you, come on, man, what's going on down there? And uh, uh, but uh, you know, they, they, both those teams, you know, there's Craven County, golly, man, they got good players. West Craven's got good players. Newman's got good players. Havelock's got good players, and you know, that it's. Uh, and these these guys can do it on the field. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a pretty much a circus down down in Craven County this year. And, and but the football teams continue to be good. The football teams continue to be well coached, and, and all three of them just keep winning. <laughs> yeah, you got West Craven in the playoffs tonight uh, against uh, uh, North Pitt, and. Um... So yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy. It really is. Uh, talk a little bit about White Oak here, RV. You know, um, they they lost to Jacksonville, so that's a common opponent. Uh, they beat Northside Jacksonville, so there's a common opponent uh, there. But I mean, their conference, and this is no again. We're not trying to run anybody down or anything, but I mean, they. This is not. Uh, not a not exactly uh, the gauntlet that maybe the Eastern Carolina conference is. Uh, no, and, and you know, it's, it's, uh, when when it was when this conference was created, you know, two or three years ago, uh, it was like people calling it the Southeastern Conference of High School Football, and it is. I mean, these these teams are really good, and and uh, and uh, White Oak is really good, and they've got four or five really good players, and you know, they're going to be kind of physical, but. Uh, uh, you know the conference uh, down there is just just not as strong as our conference. But you know you just play in one game, so it doesn't all that doesn't matter. Uh, we have played tough games. We have played tough teams, and and uh, uh, in South uh, White Oak has played. 
some pretty good teams and, and run up to pretty good scores. But, uh, you know, over the course of time, playing these tough teams really help you if you can compete with them. It really helps you in the long run if you can compete with them. And we've competed with most of them. So it's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be because why does now, you know how this goes, Patrick, because you've been part of it for so long. Uh, you know, that, that mindset that you feel like you've got a chance to win, you really can play better if you feel like you got a chance to win. And, and you know, I, I think uh, Fight Oak feels like they have a really good chance to win. We feel like we have a good chance to win, so it could be a pretty good game. Uh, Ronald Vincent with us uh, here, RV, and uh, he is uh, going to be with uh, Croft Massey and Scott Rogers tonight on uh, the game from uh, White Oak as uh, Rose will uh, try to pick up a uh, first-round win. Rampant's one thing, uh, even on years maybe where they have not gotten to the uh, ultimate uh, goal of getting to the final and winning a championship or competing for one, um, they they always have done pretty well in the first round historically. So um, we'll see if that can continue uh, tonight for uh, Rose and uh, for... Um, for uh, for the Rampants as they take on White Oak. By the way, RV, this is the uh, this is the Patrick Johnson Bowl. I started my career, my illustrious career, as the White Oak radio announcer, and then I did the Rose announcing for all those years. So it's the Patrick oh, well, Johnson Patrick. Bowl tonight. So there you go. I did not know you were at White Oak. I did not know you back in that. the day. I'm talking way back before I even knew you. Back in the day, Jack Bale. Was the head man? Yeah, yeah, and they were very, very, very good back in the day. Yeah, the late Quincy very Monk good. was part of the roster, and uh, but Jack yeah. Jack Bale, a heck of a guy, really uh, a heck yeah. of a guy. Yeah, well, I did not know that, and uh, you know, this is the first time we played white open football. Oh, really? Okay, uh, I, I wasn't aware yeah. of that. I thought they'd played before maybe years ago. Really? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure we've played white open virtually anything. Uh, we we played last night in soccer and uh, yep. Rose beat White Oak two to one in soccer last night. So now we're going two straight days, one in soccer and one in football. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did not know you had been at White Oak. Yeah, I mean way back, way back, like yep. when I was in college trying to get into this crazy business. So that was yeah. that was part yeah, of it. Yeah. So there you go. So that's, that's the advantage they have is they got a Patrick Johnson. <laughs> They had him first, and then they got rid of him. No, (laughs) Uh, The great Ronald Vincent is uh, with us here. So, RV, let me ask you a little bit about uh, Rose. We've talked about it. Uh, You know, I think uh, there's been a lot of change. The staff there, you got a lot of new young players in key positions. So, I mean, there's been a a lot of change, a lot of talent on the Rose roster. Let's not deny that. But, you know, do you feel like maybe that – things have kind of settled for Rose and, or, or is this an opportunity to maybe kind of reset with the uh, so-called second season? Yeah, you know, it's a time to reset. And if we actually, you know, we have played a little bit better. Uh, you couldn't tell it by the uh, Havelock score, but we actually have played a little bit better the last three or four weeks of the season and then uh, starting to figure out things at quarterback and, and starting to, uh, you know, get a little – uh, our defense has been pretty solid most of the year. That the, the the thing that we we have to and, and football coaches tell you this all the time, but we we give up so many big plays and, and we just uh, you have to prevent that. But we have, we have gotten better the last three or four weeks and 
had a good week of practice this week. But you hear you hear that a lot from coaches, and uh, you know because the weather's changed, it's not so hot. And, uh, but we've had a pretty good week of practice. So you know now now it's, it's like you said a reset button. Now we you, you hear this from coaches, and it's true because everybody's O and O right now. So uh, <laughs> and now you're in the playoffs, and one play. One play at a certain time in the game can determine the outcome. <laughs> you just can't have that one bad play. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Ronald Vincent with us uh, here. RV, a uh, couple other things I wanted to ask you about. We'll come back to Rose White Oak in just a minute. But uh, one of the other big stories has been what's happened with the NCHSA. Uh, obviously, you have a long relationship uh, with uh, that that group. Uh, and, and look, I think we all... Anybody would and should acknowledge there's some things that the Athletic Association needed to clean up and, and handle differently and kind of modernize. I don't think there's any – I mean, if, if you're just giving them a uh, carte blanche and a clean slate with everything, you're, you're, you're not paying attention or you're just you know, not telling the truth. I, I, but I stand by this statement as well. I'm not real fired up about elected officials running the thing. <laughs> Legislatures have a long life. A long history of fouling things up. Yeah, and even even some modern uh, current uh, history. <laughs> so have a, yeah, so if you're right, you, you know uh, there needs to be some oversight. I don't think many people would argue that point. Obviously, needs to be some oversight. And, uh, this is uh, a member directed high school athletic association, but. Uh, you know, the, the, I don't know. Uh, see, see some things like realignment. You know, if if, if the legislature gets involved in that, we, we won't be playing football anymore. Because when you do realignment, somebody's going to be unhappy, right? Because just just the way it is, and and uh, and the, you know, there's going to be a real big change in realignment uh, next year when we go to eight categories, eight uh, classifications. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the the legislature and still you know the thing that uh, I, I, I really it really bothers me that what what went down. But saying that I have not seen anything really what the legislature is going to try to do with uh, you know hadn't seen it written out. You know it was buried you know like on page twenty eight of the budget bill or so or insurance bill and passed at like two o'clock in the morning and you know that kind of scares you when things like that happen. And, and, uh, yeah, but yeah. I, I, I really don't I really don't know what the legislature really has in mind for it to happen, other than some oversight, which would be a good thing. But like I say, the, <laughs> the legislatures, you know, uh, Congress, the legislature, well, <laughs> state, you know, state or federal, country. there's a lot of problems with lawmakers. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> Ron, the legendary Ronald Vincent RVs with us here. I, w- I want to pick up on one more thing you said about this. It is a member-driven organization. Right. To me, how do you return? Because it's. I think a lot of members feel like that the balance of power has never been tilted, despite being four hundred some odd strong in in the modern times as far as public high schools that are members of the organization. So how do you? Is there a way that you could kind of tip that balance of power? Back to the members, because to me that yeah. seems like that's a better thing 
that could come out of this and needs to come out of this. And you're exactly right. And, and that, you know, I think that's that's where the issue is. Is, is you know the members uh, uh, and a lot of lot of a lot of you know uh, the dictatorship. And that's I know that's too strong and uh, that's not the way it is. But uh, uh, who when, when how much input do the members have? And, and see, here's the other thing that bothers you when, when they put things up to vote. So many schools just don't vote. Right. Right. And, and, and if they don't vote, it's same, I guess it's the same thing with any election, but so many schools won't change. But then when it's time to vote, they don't vote. And, and uh, it, it's, you know, you, when you don't vote and you don't participate, you kind of get what you deserve, except for the other schools that are voting and stuff have to go along with what you get. So, uh, yeah. And we, there, there some changes need to be made, as you know. And, and, uh, you know, the charter schools, private schools, and all this, uh, and uh, all this, uh, you know, it needs to be discussed. And, 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 you know, we, there's no question they they have a right to play, you, you know, in the in the high school athletic association. But you know, they have a unfair advantage, and they can get kids from all over, whereas. Uh, Greenville or Conley, we get kids from four or five neighborhoods, and they get kids from all over uh, within 25 miles, and that's just an unfair advantage for private schools. And, and you know, they win all; they win a lot of state championships, and that bothers a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we've got, we, yeah. they don't vote. Yeah, they, they don't. Yes, they don't vote. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. we are. Uh, we're we're talking to RV Ronald Vincent. Okay. Uh, key, keys tonight, RV, to uh, Rose being able to advance to the second round. Uh, the, the, the first key for Rose is if, if we get behind or you know things don't go well, is how we respond to it. But he, last few this this entire year when we got behind, it kind of snowballed and we got bad. We have to respond to tough times, and and it's going to be tough times in the playoffs. And how we respond to it. Uh, the, the second thing, which is always a key. Is the uh, big plays and penalties? You know, we 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 have a tendency to get really really stupid penalties, and and, uh, and that's uh, it's, it's, we we can't let that happen in, in these games like we're going to play tonight, and uh, uh, the we we've got to be more physical, and if we can do that, you know, right there, how we're going to deal with hard times, uh, stupid penalties. And we've got to be more physical, and you know, because we, we've got the talent, we can make plays, and we can prevent plays. So, uh, and those are the three keys in my mind right now. RV, always great to talk to you. Good luck for the Rampants tonight, and uh, let's hope they bring back a uh, victory in advance to next week. And then we very easily can, or we can easily be talking about basketball somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Marvin Jarman will be. Uh, this is his. This is peak Marvin Jarman time. He gets to go to all the games. So he's he's is Marvin good by the way? How's Marvin doing? He's doing very good. He's doing very good. He's, he's like you say. This is this. Is, he's got so much going on with this, and, and now the soccer team's winning and playing at home. So he's got to go see the soccer team play, and uh, and, and and he despises cold weather <laughs> more than more than you, <laughs> more than anybody. He despises cold weather. And, and uh, now he's got a lot of issues to deal with. So he'll make it through. He'll make it through. 
yeah, right. Thanks for asking about it. Yeah. Well, can't can't ever talk Rose without talking a little Marvin. So uh, that's right. That's yep. right. So all right, RV. Great to talk to you. Good to talk to you, Patrick. Have a good weekend and let's pull for the Rampants and the Pirates. There you go. Thank you, RV. Thank you. The legendary Ronald Vincent joining us on the phone. Great to talk to RV as it always is. We're going to continue on here with uh, more of the Patrick Johnson show and get you set for everything going on uh, around the area tonight and tomorrow as uh, we roll on on the TGIF Good Time Edition, a football Friday, playoff football Friday edition of the Patrick Johnson show. Thanks, P-Man. The Pirates will be in action this weekend against the Tulane Green Wave, who come in nationally ranked and on top of the American Athletic Conference. Coach Houston said his boys are excited for this opportunity. Yeah, very excited. I mean, it's, um, you know, trying to build on last week's performance on the road. Um, you know, playing in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, something that's very important to us, and we'd we'd really like to, you know, build on that performance and play really well this Saturday. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're excited about this game. Former North Carolina Tar Heel and NBA star Walter Davis has passed away at age 69. He died of natural causes while visiting his family in Charlotte. The six-time All-Star was also a member of the 1976 Olympic gold medal team. Last night, the Canes fell 2-1 to the Rangers to snap a three-game win streak. They will head east to the island tomorrow to take on the Islanders. Tonight in high school football, right here on 94-3 the game, J.H. Rose will travel to White Oak for their first round of playoff game. Also on Oldies 94 one Havelock will host Dixon and on Talk 1037 Edenton will visit Midway. Coming up this weekend on Talk 1037 the Carolina Panthers will host the Indianapolis Colts as head coach Frank Reich tries to grab a win over his former team and the Panthers try and build on their performance last week where they grabbed their first win of the season kickoff for that game is scheduled for 4.05. This weekend in the Valley of the Sun, the NASCAR season comes to an end. The Truck Series Championship will be tonight, the Xfinity Series tomorrow. Then on Sunday, the Cup Series will wrap it up as Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney, and William Byron will fight for the title. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash Update and Pirate Report. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on the other side of this timeout. The Get You to the Weekend Edition, Playoff Football Friday Edition, Patrick Johnson Show. Thanks for being with us uh, here this afternoon. Get you out to Rose football in just a few minutes. Uh, meantime, we have a great show planned for Monday. We'll be back on at 5 o'clock. Hope you'll join us. We'll take you into 6.30 uh, pregame coverage of ECU as uh, my buddy Darren Vaught and uh, Coach Michael Perry will be on the call of uh, the ECU opener on Friday, or excuse me, Monday. 7 o'clock, uh, Ferrum, the Panthers, uh, talked uh, just today with their head coach, Patrick Corrigan, and uh, they're a uh, team that's got a lot of D2 transfers uh, in, a couple D1 guys. So Ferrum plays in the ODAC. That is one of the tougher tougher leagues in Division Three, probably the best Division Three league there is. Uh, is the ODAC. They've had a national champion in recent years in Randolph-Macon, so uh, it is, uh, they're going to come in fired up, and they got a little bit of size. Uh, Pirates, though, with a lot of preseason expectations and a lot returning, we're all excited for uh, Pirate basketball this season. It's great to have uh, you with us here 
as we wrap things up. We're going to tell you about the playoff slate in a minute, but I got one other pirate note for you. I uh, failed to mention it in our pirate report, but it was announced today that the basketball game that ECU was going to play against the uh, Campbell Camels a week from tomorrow, so November 11th, that has been moved to a 2 o'clock game. Football will be played at 4, so 2 o'clock that game will lead you into football uh, here on 94.3. The game and 107.9 WNCT, all of that uh, coming up. So Pirate Hoops, that day at uh, 2 o'clock, we'll have it for you on ESPN+. Plus. Of course, Cy Seymour and I will, as we'll have uh, Monday's game for you. Cy and I will on ESPN+. Plus as the Farron Panthers come to Greenville. They're very excited about the trip and excited to see what Ezra Ozar uh, has how he's improved. Brandon Johnson's improved vastly. Of course, R.J. Felton's very exciting. Uh, I understand that uh, now Bobby Pettiford is kind of at full health. He's gone full bore in practice this week. So I think Pettiford will be uh, a tremendous addition to this Pirate team. And if he stays healthy, that'll be a real help at point guard. Of course, you have Jalen Walker back. Uh, so uh, it, I think it's going to be an exciting season, clearly, for the Pirates. Um, if they can... They're going to play defense. I know that. And if they can uh, rebound and uh, hit some perimeter shots, I think this could be a really exciting season for Pirate basketball. I know we're thrilled about it. Uh, don't forget, you got uh, going on now and then uh, tomorrow and Sunday, the Purple Gold World Series, the inter-squad for Cliff Godwin's baseball team. That's going on. Uh, so that is uh, one of the other many of many things happening uh, on, uh, on ECU athletic campus this weekend. All right, I'm going to run through the uh, playoff slate. Again, we've got Rose and White Oak coming up for you in just a little bit. State playoffs week one. And uh, it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be really, really uh, a lot of fun uh, as it is this time of year when you get into the, uh, the playoffs. Uh, Rose and White Oak, Rampants have a great chance if they play well and play hard. So we'll see how all of that uh, Plays out tonight, but uh, we'll send it out to Croft RV. Playoffs, uh, Pamlico County's in action at North Duplin tonight. Both uh, Tarboro and Beargrass are getting first-round buys. Rosewood, Northside gets a buy, by the way. Uh, North Edgecombe at East Bladen, Wilson Prep gets a buy. A uh, couple of other games of note. Uh, Southside and Bertie, and they will play that at Washington County High School. Uh, in the uh, 1A East, you also have East Columbus at Perquimans, Pender at Warren County. In the 2A East, uh, Terrence Copper and the Kinston Vikings taking on the number one seed Clinton tonight. Uh, Martin County is hosting Southeast Alamance. Shout out to our guy Dave Richmond there. Green Central at Wallace Rose Hill. North Pitt, C.J. Wilson. They are playing at West Craven tonight. In the first round of the uh, state playoff, Southwest Edgecombe hosts Red Springs. Farmville Central's got a home playoff game to open things up tonight in the 2A bracket as they will host uh, Southwest Onslow in that one. Uh, 3A, of course, Havelock. That game's on 94-1 WNBU uh, and 102-7. Oldies 102-7, Dixon and Havelock at 7 o'clock there. Rose, as we mentioned, at White Oak. That's another game going on. Rocky Mount is at Scotland County tonight. Tough trip for them. Richlands at Northern Nash. Croatan at Southern Nash. CBA Cock at Jacksonville tonight. Uh, that is a, a little Steve Brooks revenge game there as uh, Brooksy was the head coach at Acock and did a great job with a tough situation there over the years, but now as the offensive coordinator, 
killing it at Jacksonville. Uh, West Carteret at Harnett Central tonight. Again, tough trip for them. Uh, and in the uh, 4A, you've got Apex at Newburn. Apex is a team that won a game this year against Cary in that driving rainstorm with a 52-yard field goal. Uh, independent bracket tonight in the state playoffs. Eight-man, JP2 at Rocky Mount Academy. Lawrence Academy at Wayne Christian. Parrot Academy at Faith Christian. All right, enjoy the playoffs, everybody. Don't forget, our coverage begins tomorrow, 12.30, from our Fort Game Day location outside the Town Bank Tower. Pirate Game Day countdown fueled by Bush Light. Thanks to Ronald Vincent. You'll hear more from RV in just a few minutes. Thanks to Philip the Rep Pilkington. Have a great sports weekend. Be safe. Have a good one.